Welcome to Sheepdog Nation podcast, the only place on the internet where law enforcement and their families can come to be understood, supported, and stood up for. Here's your host, the always entertaining, down-to-earth, yet-in-your-face truth speaker and Leo herself, Autumn Schmidt. What's up, Sheepdog Nation? I'm really happy to have you here. Today, we have a really exciting guest. I'm really, really excited to um bring on and introduce to you um, my friend. Her name is Rebecca. She is the owner and the founder of The Proud Police Wife. She runs a very, it's a very informative, um, and I'd say it's, I'd say in my mind, it's pretty famous blog <laughs> and, um, and Facebook group. And what she does is she helps police wives. And I'm really excited to have her on here today. And here's why. It's because you know, as police officers, we, we focus a lot on us, on ourselves, right, and keeping ourselves safe. But I think that we do need to here and there, we do need to be, you know, getting reminded of the best practices or just little things of um, what our spouses um, are going through, right? Whether whether you're a male or a female officer and whether your spouse, you know, is or a significant other is a male or a female, they're still going to be going through the exact same things. And I think that it's going to be really good to have Rebecca just tell you her side of the story and what's really unique um, about Rebecca and her husband is she was actually with her husband prior to him being a police officer. So maybe uh, those of you listening, you can relate to that. I cannot because I was with, I didn't get, I was with Adam in the police academy. So we didn't have that experience and that transition. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, And so I'm super excited. So Rebecca, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Autumn, for having me. Um, So yes, my name is Rebecca, and I own ProudPoliceWife.com, and we also have a Facebook group um, called Proud Police Wives. And my main goal is to just provide support and resources to police wives and their families. Um, My husband has been an officer for almost 13 years. We have been married for nine of those years, but we are high school sweethearts. We've been together for, and that's a lot of numbers, we've been together for 17. So yes, I did, um, you know, for many years see what it was like before the, you know, police academy and then during and kind of just see the changes and how, you know, our journey as a law enforcement couple has kind of unfolded and, um, you know, changed us in um, different ways, not bad, but how just our relationship has kind of molded over those years. Um, We live in Virginia, right outside DC. And my husband just works for um, a local police department. And we have three little ones at home. Yay. Um, (laughs) And so Rebecca, could you tell us a little bit about like, let's go back real quick. Let's talk like the between the like the pre-academy and the academy that transition especially as a wife can you tell us like what would be some good practices for the husbands or maybe you know tell us a little bit about your experience and then we can and we can talk a little bit about like a good practice for the officer definitely so um one of the main reasons I even started um the blog in the group was um I felt like when my husband started the academy like right before he um you know, got accepted, you know, you have that feeling of um, pride and excitement along with him. I was so excited and so proud of him. Um, But I really didn't know, you know, what to expect when the Academy came around. We were fortunate enough that he was still, um, 
the academy was local to us. So there were many, many officers that came from all over the state to attend. However, he, it was only five minutes away. So we didn't have to deal with the long distance part, as I know some couples do. But um, just dealing with those changes, which I'll talk about in a minute, were difficult, which was why I wanted to start the blog was because I looked for resources and had a very difficult time finding them. And just knowing that what I was going through, someone else was going through, but I didn't know it at the time. Um, So once he started the academy, it was, um, I was a little bit in shock, I guess. Like um, it, the normal or just our normal routines of him working a nine to five before, um, you know, all of that was gone. And then, um, you know, he wanted to hang out with his, um, you know, new officer buddies and which I was totally fine with. Um, but I kind of felt like almost like I didn't belong. And, and he knows this, I would totally say this stuff to him, but it was more just trying to figure out like, he had this group of people that he was so close with now that he could relate to. And then he was dealing with just the normal stressors of going through the academy. Um, and I didn't know how to help him. And I kind of just didn't know where I fit in. Um, so it took us a little bit of time to kind of find our jive. And the one thing I could recommend for anybody going through the academy right now um, and if you're in a relationship is to just keep open communication because even if, you know, your ships in the night, like a lot of us are, um, be intentional about finding even five minutes of your day and say, okay, I have to check in with my spouse or check in with my significant other, other, um, and maybe you're not talking about, you know, the Academy or, or that your spouse's work or whatever it is. But just check in and say, like, how are you feeling? Um, you know, what's what's kind of going through your mind today? Um, anything. Just check in and check on your significant other and see how they're doing. And it doesn't have to be, I don't, you know, obviously recommend talking about big, deep conversations right before you have to, you know, go on shift or start the academy, um, like start your day. But just checking in a little bit can help significantly so that you feel like you're still connected. That's such good advice. It it really is good advice. And, you know, and I think that it's a really common thing. And I can tell you that being a police officer, um, you know, when you do become a cop and like you're you're going through this transition, honestly, it's like this thing that you've never experienced before in your entire life because you're just like, this is the coolest job in the whole world. Like, I'm going to be a police officer holy shit. And I get to hang out with people who are going to be cops or are cops, you know, and, and then you kind of develop that mindset. And it's that mindset that, you know, I've talked about a thousand times on this podcast and you and I, have, you know, talked about it, you know, together is it's nobody understands me. You know, right. They're the only ones who get me. And, and while that might not be wrong, not gonna lie. I mean, that's why I have sheep dog nation, right? Like we understand right. each other. Exactly leaving your spouse out of that, that that is a recipe for disaster. And I know in my, you know, my experience in law enforcement, um, we've seen a lot of splits and divorces and a lot of problems because, you know, officers confide in other people and not their spouses because they think that their spouses like don't get it. 
but it's like, but help us get it. Yeah. Did you ever (laughs) try to explain to them? (laughs) Like, and it doesn't have to be these big, long drawn out conversations. Like as wives, we don't always want that either. It's just a little bit, you know, you can say, I'm a little stressed out about today. I, you know, I'm doing, you know, a big test or my OC sprays tomorrow or whatever's going on. Just fill us in. And if we can support you in some way, just, you know, you can let us know, hey, it's okay to give a couple text messages or, um, you know, today's not a good day to call, but, um, you know, let's do our favorite dinner tonight when I get home. Or if you are separated, say, you know, I really want to be able, be able to check in with you sometime between like 8 to 10 tonight. I don't know what time exactly, but just so that your spouse can kind of be on the same wavelength as you. Because like you said, some, that the, our officers can sometimes feel like they don't fit in, but the spouses feel that way too. Um, you know, if we aren't communicating, then we kind of feel like we're not, you know, fitting the mold with your job as well. I think that's such a good point to make. Thank you so much for making that. That's, that's so true. And I think that, and I can speak as a police officer, you know, we do, we get very, you know, wrapped up in our job, like straight up, we just do so easy. And I know my husband does Adam, he'll come home and like, he'll tell me like after a while of it happening, he doesn't like get so wrapped up and then like come home and be like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) you know, but like, after like a several months of it, like really, um, and you know, and then me being like, okay, let's talk reality because that's not reality, you know? And yeah, I mean, it's definitely hard and it, and you know, I think that, you know, in, I've said this right along. I mean, if you're, if you're a police spouse and you're supportive, you have like one of the hardest jobs in the world because it is, it is difficult. It is so freaking difficult. So it is, but you know, and it is difficult at times. However, um, it's totally worth it. Oh yeah. And you know, like our, I feel like sometimes, you know, we might give our officers, you know, crap sometimes like, oh my gosh, this is, um, you know, this week's been really hard. This is exhausting. Um, but you know, it's all about that again, coming back to that communication and I guess, you know, I think it's important as the spouse to not vent all the time to your mm-hmm. officer. Yeah, but, good point. Um, Thank you for making that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because, you know, that's not, you know, and I, all the wives I talk with, I try to help them understand too that we have to try to kind of, you know, bridge this divide to understand each other's worlds better. It's not one-sided, but for both of us, the officer and the spouse to come together and try to understand each other's worlds a little bit better so that we can better communicate and um, better navigate this life without feeling like we're separated on the thin blue line. If we can be together and walk this line together, it's all, it's a lot easier for everybody. Oh, 100%. And that's, Perfect. Thank you so much. And so, um, Rebecca, can you share with us, have you and your husband, have you ever gone through like a stressful time, like being, you know, being his spouse, um, and like, you know, maybe he went through a stressful time and like how that translated to you? Sure. Um, I do know, um, you know, there are, I guess just different seasons in, um, our journey so far that have been more stressful. Um, there's one 
instance that I can, you know, recall off the top of my head that, um, you know, we try, we don't live in the same county where my officer works and, um, you know, fairly close, but so we don't, we, you know, go into that county once in a while, but we don't really like, um, you know, frequent the same restaurants and things like that. Um, but my husband, as I know so many of you probably, um, you know, prepare us. Like we, um, if we go to a restaurant, they, you know, sit facing the door or if there's a situation, my officer has always kind of, you know, taught me like, okay, this is what we would do if like someone recognized me out in public or we had to leave a situation quickly. Like, you know, you always kind of have all these backup plans. And so, you know, for years, my husband would always kind of tell me about these, or we would, you know, brush up on the scenarios if something ever happened. And, but in my mind, it was kind of like, never going to happen, I guess. And that was naive of me. Um, But one time I took the kids to go into his county to go eat with him. And um, we were sitting at the restaurant. Our two, my two oldest had to go to the bathroom. I took them, but we also have our newborn son. And my husband stayed in the, you know, in the uh, stall, the, you know, restaurant, the restaurant with the newborn. And I took the girls to the bathroom, came back out a few minutes later, and my husband and son are gone. Um, My bag, the diaper bag was actually underneath the table with my cell phone still in it, but he was gone. His vehicle was gone with my son. And so I, you know, look at my phone and, uh, you know, the kids are asking, where's daddy? Where's daddy? Where's brother? And I'm trying to keep them quiet, just kind of thinking in my head, everything he's ever told me to do. And so I saw, you know, he had left a text message that um, someone that he had come in contact with that um, was not so great in past scenarios. So he needed to, you know, leave the restaurant and um, immediately, and he wanted us to leave immediately. So I got the kids. We, they didn't really get to eat their food. So they were more upset about that. Um, But we left quickly. And then I met him, you know, where he was with our son, which was just like, you know, uh, on the other end of the parking lot or whatever. Um, but in that moment, that was, it was really scary. Like it was, you know, you always kind of replay everything they talk to you about, but you don't think that those things are ever going to happen. Um, and you can be as careful as you want to be, but sometimes life happens. Um, so for me, for him, I don't, you know, I don't think it was as big of a deal, but for me, that was something that really stuck out. So I know that I used to think, oh my gosh, he's like nagging me about all these, you know, um, you know, safety rules and all, all these things. But, you know, it's really important as a spouse to just, I learned to let your officer lead in, in those cases. Um, and I didn't realize that until it, the situation happened. And I was glad that I listened to my officer um, and not just roll my eyes or you know, but so in hindsight, it was a good situation because I take with what he says more seriously sometimes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think you just, you made a really valid point and something that I'd like to bring up and point out is if you do not have that, um, that plan with your family, that, that is something that you may want to do, uh, specifically, you know, with your significant other, um, 
need to always kind of have a plan. I can tell you, I can give you an example. So was, there's this older deputy, um, you know, our, one of our veteran guys, and he would always tell me, uh, he's the one, he's a guy, he, um, he taught me how to shoot. And so, you know, we were always talking guns and stuff like that. And he told me that if anybody like were to ever get his, um, like come up from behind and like grab one of like his wife or his daughter, that they had a plan and, you know, they would count to three and then she'd move her head slightly like down into the left. And he was like so confident in his shot that he would, he was going to take the shot. I mean, he's a hell of a shoot. Like he shoots. That's what he does like all day, (laughs) you know, but it was, it was that plan. And and I remember being told about that plan, you know, being a a very big rookie have, I mean, literally my first like month on the job and just that plan and just always having a plan. And and whether I, you know, whether when I was single and I had my own plan or, you know, when Adam and I, we go out and we have a plan, like it's just that plan. And, you know, and I really appreciate you bringing that up because it's just so, it's so valid and it's needed. And especially for the spouse, because like as the officer, we already have a plan. We're like, all right, I'm fucking, I'm doing this, this and this. Yeah, exactly. It's getting the other people on board mm-hmm. because I think early on in a re- in a relationship with an officer, it seems too scary to think about. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so um, we sort of put it in the back of our minds. But, you know, for the officers listening, I think it's really good to, you know, just gently bring up that, oh, OK, you know, it's this is just my nature now. This is, um, you know, what I'm you know, taught to do, or, or this is what my training kind of brings out in me is to have these plans. And this is why it's important. And, um, you know, let's make a plan that we're both comfortable Mm -hmm. with. Um, and just having those discussions, I think is really important. Absolutely. Um, and so like as a spouse, like, can you give us, can you give us like a little bit of advice? Like, is there anything like, is there any like top one thing or Talk a couple of things that like you would love to tell like other police officers. It's- Definitely. So um, it kind of rolls in with the communication that we talked about. But um, if you are in a relationship and and whether you have a police, you know, a girlfriend, a fiance, you're married. Um, so many times this job and lifestyle can consume us or let it, you know, we let it get the best of us. Even the spouse can do that too. Um, So I think it's really important to not forget to always date your spouse and whether your girlfriend, your boyfriend and girlfriend, engaged, married, um, just be intentional at carving out that time together and trying to really turn off work. Because I know for you guys, when even like even from when my officer, he's off shift. However, mentally, he's still on shift. And so it can take some time for you guys to come down off shift. So really trying to find and be intentional at like looking at the calendar and finding that time of when you can just be together and not have your work phone on, not talk about the job or and her job. It's not about just, you know, police work, but kind of, um, you know, pause life a little bit and enjoy each other so that you can, um, you know, keep that relationship thriving so that when you do come to, you know, different seasons that might be rough or, 
um, weeks that are just really long, you can fall back on knowing that you have that strength because you've, you've built that and you've maintained that over time in your relationship. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent advice. And Rebecca, so can you tell us like, what, what can, like, what do you provide? Because we're going to be leaving, um, we're going to be having some ways to contact you. We're going to be leaving some of your stuff in the show notes. I'd love for you to just share a little bit of like what you provide if um, either the officer wants it or could get it for their spouse. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I have um, a couple ebooks for spouses, but I also recently developed um, a police wife resource binder. And um, we can, you know, post a link to that. But it's really, it, you know, I know it's called the police wife resource binder, but it's really for any law enforcement couple. Um, it's 30 pages that you would print off, and I recommend putting them in, in, in a three-ring binder. And it goes into anywhere from, like, um, emergency contacts, daily schedules, daily duties for the officer and the spouse, all the way to um, uh, line-of-duty death information and um, just some of those topics that are maybe not ideal to talk about but are super necessary to talk about. And it's something that you can fill out together as a couple and force you to kind of have those important conversations. Um, anything that maybe you, the officer, fills out and leaves at the department, the spouse doesn't always know that information if they're not told. So this way, um, again, you can both be on the same page, but it also, you know, deals with the daily daily life stuff to just keep you organized and in a routine. Um, and this way too, if there happens to be, heaven forbid, some type of emergency, um, no matter what it is, um, your spouse or yourself can just grab the binder and important information, even like policy information, passwords, all that kind of stuff is in this binder. And you don't have to think about that stuff during, um, you know, a stressful time. You just grab it and go and it's already there. Absolutely. That's good stuff. Okay. Thank you so much for that. So um, Sheepdog Nation, that's going to be below this. It's going to be in the show notes. You're going to grab, you'll be able to see a link. You'll be able to grab that. Um, and I think that it is necessary. And I think that it's something that like we're cops. We, we don't think of that shit, you know? So thank you, Rebecca, for bringing that to us. And before we go, do you have anything else that you would like to say? Do you have anything that you'd like uh, Sheepdog Nation to know before we leave? Just that I appreciate you guys. I know how hard you guys work. And I know that um, your job sometimes goes, you know, um, unappreciated. And I really appreciate you guys. And as a spouse, I know that you guys um, really hold it all together. And we may, you know, try to hold it together at home but you guys are holding it together out there in our community and I can't thank you guys enough. And um, all I really want to do is just show you guys support and show your spouse support if you have one so that, um, you know, we can navigate this life just a little bit easier. And um, I think it's great that Autumn and so many of us now in this community are trying to come together to kind of bridge this gap. So thank you guys for what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Really good points. Um, the bridging of the gap is huge. And so that's, as you know, that's, I know that's why you're doing what you're doing, but that's definitely why I'm doing what I'm doing too. And so it's big stuff. So thank you so much, Rebecca, for being here. It's definitely so much fun. I know we could go on and on and talk forever and 
So you're lucky, Sheepdog Nation. I'm cutting it off now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But if you guys, if you're interested in getting to know Rebecca, I bet your wives will be. Um, And so head on down to the, well, here's what you could do. Share out this episode and go give it to your spouse um, because I think both of you need to listen to this. So, um, and then down below in the show notes, you have a link to check Rebecca out further. All right, Sheepdog Nation, uh, this has been another kick-ass episode. I can't wait to see you in the next one. And that was another episode of Sheepdog Nation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and let us know by giving us a rating. If you have questions that you want answered by Autumn in the podcast, submit it by going to the link in the show notes. As always, stay safe and watch your six.